Welcome to Bonded Voices. This episode is how to cope with being laid off. What we're going to cover in this episode is everything from companies failing, being laid off, retrenchments, um, and it's really, in a lot of ways, change that we're going to deal with. But it's a impressive moment in people's lives when all of a sudden their job's not their job anymore. So I'm Ian. This is Lauren. And I'm Greg. And we're going to cover this. So I think all of us have had, at some point in our life, our job change, whether it's been forced upon us or we leave, um, or like in in a situation where you know you get fired or a situation where just they just lay off tons of people but it's that change and it's the and what i want to focus on up front on this is around the topic of how to cope with it is i think how you cope with it especially within the first two weeks is the catalyst for your future well and i think specifically with the economy where it is right now this is extremely timely topic, more so for unscheduled changes. It's one thing if you've been thinking about, you know what, it's time for me to go out on my own or I'm ready to go to that other company. And so you can count down the days, but when you get the phone call or the knock on the door of pack your stuff, you're gone. That initial shock, I think is, I think that's a situation that we want to really dig into. Yeah. Uh, and how you cope with it mm-hmm. once that happens. And I, I think a lot of it is is a mindset, and a lot of it comes from the people you love most and how they react to it as well. And I'll give you some examples in a minute. Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say how your family reacts, you know, how your significant other reacts to this whole situation is crucial. You know, I've been laid off twice now and uh i've had great support both times i couldn't imagine what it'd be like without the support but still it was highly stressful and i think we're all brought up to say that oh you've got to have a job always have a job you got to work as much as you possibly can especially when you're you know early on in your career so you can move up the chain as fast as possible but and when you hit those you know setbacks it's just like it's a punch in the gut yeah uh, and i was thinking about along these terms as well that um if you've never been laid off and you've never had that change forced upon you are you really trying and are you <laughs> reaching the level in your career that you should be because from that hmm. because because i think comp- and we'll get into this of why companies lay people off and there's, a, and there's a lot of it that's not personal. It's just purely business. Um, but I think if you've never been laid off and you've never, or, you know, fired is a different thing, fired for cause. But um, if you've never had that situation, again, maybe you've just, you've, you haven't been performing at the level that you should be. And maybe you haven't been taxing yourself to the point of improvement. Comfort does not drive innovation. No, it doesn't. I used yeah. to. I worked at a uh, a company locally that had a uh, annual policy of ten percent attrition. Didn't matter if the, everyone was doing great. They said we wanted to get right. you know exchange ten percent 
of the workforce each year. And that would cause everyone to always try to be the outside of that 10%. I've even known companies who've done that monthly, where they'll, especially sales rooms, where they'll turn over the bottom 10%, regardless, you're out of here. Glenn yeah. Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and so let's think about this, right? So that initial moment, and I want to do a little bit of role playing here, right? So, <laughs> um, I, I, I come home, I'm like, I got laid off today. What's the first reaction that you think most people will say? Oh, I'm so sorry. Right? Greg, what would you think? What are you going to do? Right. So, I, and I think both of those play into a bit of negativity around the idea of, I'm sorry, could also be like, I feel for you, but uh, what are you going to do? Or if someone comes back to you with, oh shit, this is so bad, or this is terrible, or we're screwed. It's such a lack of confidence <laughs> that you've got any hope of getting another that job. That was it. That was your one right, job. That was it. You, you shot done. your shot, you're done. Okay, thank you. And I like it, and, and as funny as it sounds, can you imagine if, if you're like, honey, I got laid off today. Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> I got the papers ready to go. Just yeah. sign them. It's like, wow, you know. Um, but th so here's the different thing. So um, reverse the situation, Lauren. You give me that you've just been laid off today. Well, today's the day I got laid off. But hey, now you've got a chance to do something better with your life. God, think of the opportunities that are out there that you can go and do. This is a great time for you to find yourself. Well, it, it, just by changing that, it will make you feel totally different right. about the mm -hmm. whole subject. Mm -hmm. No, it really does because I, I think in, and I've experienced both sides of it. Um, the, the the funniest part is you also when you not just your significant other but other people who you worked with. Some of them are like, "Yeah, you're gonna be great, man. Hey, I'll I'll keep an ear out for you. You know, let me know how I can help." And then. You quickly find out those people at the work who were really just work friends, um, and those that are, aren't supportive as well, or those that you have. It's like, you know, so I remember I, I, I was on the phone one day with a guy who got laid off at a company, and he'd got a new baby. I'm like, you're gonna be fine. I'm like, dude, you're so talented. He goes, Ian, I'm not. I'm screwed. I've got a baby. I've got a new wife. He goes, what am I gonna do? I'm like, you're going to just go and get another job, a better job. You know, when you were framing the questions and doing the mock interview, I was thinking it's how you present it. So let's do a little role play. Hey, I got laid off today, but this is an opportunity for me. I've already got a plan. Phenomenal. But, but that sounds great, but then that keeps you from having the opportunity to say, wow, this is an opportunity for you to really spread your wings. This is a great time for you to grow. So if I think that I need to overcompensate so right. quickly, then I might be limiting myself to I've just got to find the closest rung, the closest rope to grab onto, whatever it might be, for that safety because of that intrinsic thought of, well, you always have to have a job. 
Yeah. Whereas yeah. if I came home and said, hey, honey, I've already got a plan, she but, might be like, oh, okay, well, that's good. But right, now some people could say, right, that you're... Um, you're just talking yourself, talking yourself up. You're talking your own confidence off and things like that. But that's not a bad thing. Like I remember when I was a kid going onto the very, it's the the ten meter board, and when you look down from that and the, well actually climbing up the stairs is hard enough. But when you get onto the top of the ten meter platform and you look down and go, oh my goodness, <laughs> what am I going to do? And you do not want to go back down the stairs because all the other people right, in the pool just boo Public you and laugh at you, right? So you're like, I've got to throw myself off here one way or another. And you talk yourself into it. And it's, But that carries through to a lot of other things in life where self-doubt can kick in and crush you into not believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. And how are you going to be in your next interview? Right. If so you're it, crushed. Yeah, Absolutely. You, 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 the good... Uh, positive energy will make the interviews so much better so much better that's the reason it's always easier to get a new job while you already have a job right because that's brilliant that is brilliant because that's you, so true because you don't have the stress you're like hey if you say no i don't care i've already got a job right that uh, uh, and that shows through yeah it's that you know inner confidence that's that the the future employer wants yeah and, and, and again, it's, that, it, it's also that old situation that's like dating, right? It, if, if ladies want to date a guy who's already got a girlfriend because they're intrigued with what that other woman sees in that, it sees in it. Mm -hmm. If you're single, eh, why doesn't anyone want him? <laughs> oh, damaged, yeah. Damaged goods. Yeah. That's, that's where I was going with that. Is that why chicks like guys with minivans? <laughs> <laughs> So, <clears throat> getting back to the topic at hand. So, if you don't have the time to prepare, so so let's let's offer for some of the friends that are out there sitting around the couch having a cup of coffee with us. What are some things to help mentally prepare, or is there anything that you can do to help mentally prepare for it to happen, or once it happens? Because I, I, I this and I asked that Ooh, because that's a great delineation, right? Because I. Uh, every time I've been laid off, I saw it coming a mile away. I, I, I knew it was ha it was no surprise whatsoever when it happened. Mm -hmm. It was still like, ah, today. But still, it was never like, wow, that came out of the blue. You know, and I've never, ever been let go for cause from anything. Um, Have you tried? I did, but probably not hard enough, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Um, but, but you're right. It, it's like preparing for it. I think you sh And you don't want to be that person who goes around all the time thinking to yourself, I'm going to get let go. This isn't going to end well. Because I think right. you can, again, mentally psych yourself into a bad position. Sure. Um, but but, but uh, being able to cope with it and reading the tea leaves to understand is my... Because if, if your company's like, yeah, we missed forecast again... Something's got to change at that point, mm -hmm. right? In any good company, they're going to look for things to change, right? And let, and we'll get into in a minute, you know, the reason behind why companies do what they do and how the workforce has changed. But to your point of coping with that, you know, I, I think you should. I think you should, one, have a contingency. And two, you, should, you need to have a bit of money in the bank 
I was just going to go back to that mm-hmm. one of our old podcasts about uh, financial literacy. If yeah. You, mm-hmm. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, the panic of being, you know, the asset that's returned to the marketplace yeah. will definitely have a lot more stress. Even if everyone's positive, you're going to have stress because you, sure. at the end of the day, you still have bills. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's not... Uh, Right. Not gonna, you're going to miss some, but something's going to get missed. You know, and it's that old rainy day fund, fund right. right? Because, you know, things happen now. Sometimes, in recessionary times, you look at the layoffs of 2009 and, and the times before that where there's been a massive amount of layoffs and a massive amount of downsizing by companies. Um, you, know, the, you know, that's something that's more of a, a shared emotional trauma but it still doesn't help, like you say, if, if you don't have a rainy day funding, you don't have that. But let's let's talk a little bit about companies today versus maybe 50 years ago. And the reason I say 50 years ago, my grandfather worked for a company called Alvis for 53 years. No one works for a company for 53 years anymore. I think corporations have changed a lot. You know, it used to be you would work for the blue chip companies. And if you got in at, say, IBM, right. you were set. You would start your, your first job as IBM, mm-hmm. and you would work your whole career there. You had a pension. You had everything. They worked to keep the employees that they had because it was better for them to instead of training their employees all the time. Uh, and, and, and think about the difference with remote work, right? And look, you had to have a company in an area where you had employees in that area. So there was more chance of Bob starting in the mailroom and working his way up through the company because he lived in that town. Right. So there was less competition than there is today for so many jobs, analysts, marketing, sales. You can be anywhere in the anywhere in the country. Right. Well, there used to be like, uh, not honor, but... Uh you would say, oh, I work for this company. Yeah, pride. And pride, pride. In the com- yeah. pride in your company that you work for. Now people switch in with, you know, I was in the consulting world for a while, and, you know, you have a 12-month or 18-month contract, and you move from company to company, so you never have an allegiance to a certain company. Right. And so I think that workforce mentality has really made made employees not be as, you know, they're not pledge. loyal. Right. They don't pledge their allegiance to the company. But in the, the same breath, I see companies that are like, well, these people are expendable, especially when you see these the outsourcing of all these jobs to different countries for cheaper labor. Right. It's not about getting a better product. It's all it is is about a bottom line. So, well, like you said, returning assets to the marketplace. Yeah. That's a company. That's a phrase I heard used about letting people go yeah which is an amazingly heartless statement but but and see now so the, and this is why i'm glad because i think people listening to this podcast and understanding the way companies operate they will tell you we're family and they'll do the the, the picnics and they'll do the bowling outings and bring your wife to, or bring your husband to meet us for christmas you know party and all that sort of stuff but at the end of the day they, you are employee number, blah, 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 blah. And they look at you with a rating of how valuable you are to that company at that time. Right. Yep. And whether they can get a, the same type of throughput or output right. from a cheaper resource. I've, 
in, in uh, I've seen employees worked all the way to death. They've died. Next day, you know, you know, so and so doesn't show up to work. Oh, they had a heart attack and died. Okay, next person jumps in that spot. The company does not bat an eye. Right. Um, now, now they can't times. always, right? Because everyone else who works there needs to sustain, needs their paycheck, right? They're right. raising their family. So I understand that bit about them con- the, the continuance of that. Um, the, 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 the interesting part is where, you know, and this is, again, how to cope with being laid off, is that it isn't personal. They just look at their balance sheet and say, you know, who can we get rid of to make our number this year? If we're looking for a 12% margin, maybe we have to lay a few people off to make that happen. Or this area wasn't performing as well as we expected it to, and the expectations may have been above reality, and they just lay them off. But so in that same type of thought, like so companies now, some companies are making profits that are insane. Right. So you always hear like company X and I don't want to say X as in Twitter X, but company whatever is making so much money. The executives are making tens and 20 or, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. In bonuses. In bonuses. But, you know, the we need to reduce staff because we need to save money. And that in all actuality will maybe save $10 million, but it's not even a drop in the bucket to the C-suite of executives bonus levels but it is just a number it's it is just numbers and spreadsheets to them right but so in that that type of atmosphere it's hard to build uh allegiances to the the right parent well and and why would you i mean that that right there that whole motivation is don't worry about the company Mm -hmm. worry about yourself well we're in a right to work state so you can get let go or laid off at any point you with know, no court, with yeah, no, no reason whatsoever. No, just because they, yeah. Well, and I, and I think something that popped into my mind during this conversation was value of, of what is the value you bring. And back to your point, Ian, that it used to be geographical. Yeah. And so the value of a bottle of water sold <clears throat> at a Super Bowl football game is dramatically different than the value of a bottle of water sold at a high school baseball game, which is different than the value of a bottle of water sold at the grocery store. And so the value is part of making sure that you're in the right place. Well, being in the right place is hard now when it's a global economy and it's a global workforce. Well, and I don't necessarily mean, I appreciate you pointing that out. I don't necessarily mean that geography wise, that you need to be in Arizona for that, but finding the right role to Ian's point of maybe you haven't been trying hard enough. Maybe you need to stretch the legs a little bit. Maybe you need to, you know what? I think I have the value of this. When we're in the consulting world, it was always, if you worked more than two years or three years at a company, you're being lazy because you wanted to have the next thing that was challenging. Right. If you I, get used to a corporate environment, you're like, eh, good enough. You know, I, Managing I, to I, mediocrity. If you think, mm-hmm. Lauren, about the amount of executive level and higher ups, and we've even seen it with like fractional work, mm-hmm. you know, especially in marketing, like they've said, do we really need a CMO full time? Hey, maybe six months of the year, so we'll have a fractional CMO. He can work six months for us, six months for somebody else. 
It really is more of a guiding role. But, th but that fractional part is being spread out into different departments where they're like, we don't need a full-time 12 months of the year employee. We can get away with six months or three months. Some business analysts who come in, right-size things, get back away, let it ride, come back again, right-size it again. And you're seeing that with all the consulting companies like Ernst & Young and yep. KPMG and those. That's where, piecemeal work too, like yeah. getting back to that. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's that coping with that change. And I think that's ultimately what this was all about. It's, I think the advice for people for me is always like, be comfortable with change because you'll make it uh, that, that choice at some point where you'll force change on your employer and other times they'll force change on you. And it could be that they don't let you go, but they say, we're going to move you into this position or you let you go. You make the choice. And again, you're having change forced upon you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so and so it's constantly, I think you've always got to be preparing yourself for, there's nothing more constant than change in life. And to your point earlier, if, if you're comfortable, you're probably not excelling at anything. Right. You should always be challenging yourself in life. Pressure makes diamonds. Yep. You know, and I guess that would be the, the advice I'd give to someone is if, you know, you don't want to be the person that's laid off. And sometimes it's, you know, unavoidable because the company's going under or whatever, mm -hmm. but make yourself a valuable resource. Right. Make yourself to. That's a great know, point. You know, extend yourself out to different departments in your company and say, hey, how can I help? Collaborations, huge, yeah. um, continually increasing your training and your skill sets constantly yes. is big. Um, and broadening um, what you do as well, not just training on what you do, but broadening that skill set as well. Greg, any last thoughts from you? Well, you'd mentioned the ability to cope with change, and some people find that easier than others. So get to know yourself and understand where where you find those pillars of strength. If you're someone that doesn't like to go through change, figure out how you're going to handle that. It might be going to church. It might be going to coffee with a friend, whatever that might be. Yeah. Uh, but change is important all throughout life because if we didn't change, we'd all still be in kindergarten. And then I think mm -hmm. as very last bit, other than your spouse, when you do get laid off or change happens, Pick certain people in your life to go and tell who aren't going to be the Debbie Downers who are going to inspire you. To true. I was just going to say, like, the whole impetus for our group, right? Find a couple of guys that you're, or gals that you're friends with and find somebody you can have a conversation with, confide in, have them help you get a different perspective. Just mm -hmm. have friends. Yeah. At the end of the day, you need friends. If you need further advice, you can hit us up on our website at bondedvoices.com. Come on there and join the conversation. So until next time, I'm Ian. I'm Greg. And this is Lauren. And we'll see you again on Bonded Voices. Bye.